Welcome to the August 9th edition, 2009, of Take Him With You, the podcast that's spiritual, not religious. Today I talk about taking your dog to ice cream, my son is engaged, and more. Stay tuned. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about a lot of cool stuff. My wife, um, she cuts my hair, so we're going to talk about that. That's kind of fun. And then uh, her computer kind of died and her video card, uh, because of all the heat, blew up. So we had to get a new video card and got that all fixed. Plus, uh, today's big subject, uh, dealing with change on this episode called Ch-Ch-Ch-Changes. Stay tuned. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. And it's time once again to find out what's going on at Rick's house on Take Him With You. So at our house, we are into pets. Yeah. We've had a, a zoo most of our kids' lives. When when Amy and I first got married, we um, we got like a bird, a couple of birds, and they flew out the window and stuff like that. So it was kind of sad. And we had cats. We enjoyed our cats quite a bit. They were our babies until we had our kids. And then, then the cats got mad because that's what cats do. They get mad when you have babies. I don't know why that is, but uh, anyway... <laughs> Well, they're jealous is what it is. And cats, you know, they, they kind of, well, the difference between a cat and a dog. Let's see. Dogs love you no matter what and are excited to see you. Cats basically own you. Yep, that's how it works. But anyway, we have lots of animals or, or have had over the years. But we've had one dog named Tess, nice Tess, for what, 11 years or so? And uh, she she's kind of a mutt, a mix of terrier and lab and something else. I'm not sure. But she's she's getting old now and kind of can't get around and her hips hurt her and everything. I actually went down to the to uh, Walmart and bought some glucosamine tablets for more than my vitamins cost and get her those every month and started feeding her because uh, not so long ago, about a year ago or so, she's uh, we almost lost her. She just got really sick and just sat in the middle of the yard and wouldn't move and was all stiff and everything. And I'm thinking, oh, great. 
I'm going to watch our dog die in front of us. Yuck. Well, anyway, I uh, took her in about three in the morning one morning, fed her chicken soup out of a spoon and, and gave her French bread and nursed her back to health that day. And uh, she kind of came back into uh, the land of the living. And I bought her those vitamins and started giving them to her. And then and she loosened up and she was able to walk around. We took her to the vet. She has these like gross little tumors on her and they wanted like lots of money to take them off, and you know I don't have all that money to take care of my dog. So uh, she's happy now, and she doesn't hurt anymore, and she's hilarious. But the other day it was so funny; it was really warm. We had a big like heat wave here in the Northwest, and it was so hot that all you could do basically was sit around because if we don't have air conditioning, so the house was like ninety some degrees on the inside, and it was a hundred and three outside, so it was just like. So we would eat ice cubes and popsicles and ice cream and just try to stay cool. Well, of course, Tess loves to eat ice, um, ice, ice cubes. She just loves those. You can throw them and she chases them and eats them and it's hilarious. But anyway, one night we decided we were going to go out for ice cream, so we took her out for ice cream. Now, she can't get in the car very well, so uh, she got in and she couldn't, she couldn't get up on the seat. So my son, Andrew, had to pick her up and put her on the seat. So he did, and then she thought that was the greatest thing in the world to go on a ride. So we went on a ride up to Montesano, which is about, oh, I don't know, 10 miles away from our home, and went to Gene's Stop and Go. Gene's Stop and Go, the best little fast food place. Well, it's not really fast food, but it's a, you know, it's one of those burger joints that is like tiny, like a hole in the wall. You can't even go inside and sit down. It's it's only, you know, go up to the counter and order it and then go and eat in your car or out on the picnic table or something like that. Anyway, they have the best soft ice cream, and it's really cheap. I mean, it's the best deal in the whole wide world. It was, uh, let's see, Amy, myself, Andrew, Catherine, and Tess. And we all ate ice cream for under five, well, it was about $5. That's not bad, and then they give you a lot. You have to check out the notes to the podcast. You can see how much ice cream you get. But anyway, we, gave, we got Tess a bowl of vanilla ice cream and uh, fed it to her on a spoon. She thought that was the best thing that ever happened. I, I laughed so hard. And uh, then we were just about to to leave because we had all finished our ice cream. And uh, we go to put, I parked on the side so I wouldn't be embarrassed trying to lift the dog into the car. (laughs) Well, Andrew picks up the dog, her back legs, and Amy's helping. And we're trying to get her in the back seat. And I look over at this convenience store, and there's this guy sitting in his truck, and he's just looking at us. Just looking. He's got this quirky look on his face, and I'm like, oh, great. So finally we get the dog put in, and, and I look over at him again, and he yells across the street, and he goes, yeah, it's heck when you get old, isn't it? And, of course, he didn't say heck, but you know what I mean. And uh, I, I laughed, and I, I just started giggling. The whole family started laughing, and I said, yeah, we don't take her on walks anymore. We take her on rides. So uh, take your dog to ice cream. You never know how long they have. Ah, <laughs> oh, Tess, she's so funny. Okay, what else is going on? Oh, guess what? This is probably should have been my important announcement, but uh, my son uh, has been uh, seeing this uh, wonderful lady that he met here. Oh, gosh, he's known her for a year or so, but uh, they started kind of getting sweet on each other here a few months back, and uh, lo and behold, he got a ring and proposed, talked to her parents and proposed to her. So my son, Nathan, yeah, he's engaged. I am not that old. This cannot be happening. Oh, this is a good podcast to be talking on because it's all about change. Anyway, we really like uh, her name is Ivy and she's really, really sweet. And we're so happy uh, that uh, they have found each other. And I don't know if they're I'm not exactly sure what their plans are, but I think they're going to both be going to different colleges. And when they're done with college in a couple of years, they are going to get married. 
And so I'm very happy for my son. I think that's just awesome. And uh, he found a really lovely lady, and they're a wonderful pair, couple. We went out and uh, got to spend the day with the future in-laws, and they made us barbecued ribs, and we played horseshoes, and the kids swam in the pool, and we had just great time. So we're really pleased and, and very happy for our son. So uh, you can send him some well wishes if you want to. And uh, uh, how would you get a hold of him? That's a good question. You can always email me, and I can forward it, rick at takehimwithyou.com. That's rick at takehimwithyou.com. He's headed off for college at the end of this month here in a couple of weeks, and uh, he'll be down at George Fox University um, doing their cinematography um, or uh, getting his B.A. in cinematography. So pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's see. Uh, what was else? I was going to talk to you about... Um, Saving some money. I don't know. Um, my my wife is hilarious. She bought this these pair of buzzers years ago and and uh, cuts my hair because I'm a child of the '80s and I figure if I just keep my hair a spike, it'll come back in style. So she cuts my hair and uh, it was pretty funny when I just start to be looking like uh, Bozo the Clown because my hair is so trained after twenty some years or yeah to just stick straight up. That as it grows, it just sticks straight up. So I look like Bozo the Clown. And so uh, she she was very nice to me and says, Honey, I think we need to cut your hair. And then I'll watch Star Trek and she'll cut my hair. And it works pretty good. She just buzzes it right off. Goodbye hair. Yeah. I should just get a mohawk or something. Or maybe shave my head. What would I look like bald? I don't think that's probably a good thing to imagine. Uh, oh, got to talk about geeky things. Uh, in all this heat, did you know that heat is not good for computers? They like to run cool and collected and cold. That's why they have fans. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to take a drink of my Diet Pepsi. Anyway, um, my wife's computer, she, she just uses email on this one computer, and, and uh, it just all of a sudden it had this funny things on the on the screen, and then it wouldn't boot up right, and I'm like, uh-oh. And I got to looking at it. We pulled the video card, and my son Nathan looks at the bottom and goes, look at this. And there's two resistors in the on the video card had heated up so bad they'd blown up and acid had spilled all over the little board. No wonder it wouldn't work. Video card's important. So anyway, we put an old video card in it, booted it up, and now she's thrilled. She gets her computer back, and she can read her email and do her Facebook and plant her farm town. <sighs> Update on the farm town video. You know I talk about it every week. It's 2,500 hits on the on YouTube and like 500 on MySpace. So almost 3,000 hits on my Farmtown, uh, Are You Addicted to Farmtown video. Go figure. I don't get it. Anyway, it's great advertisement for taking with you because everybody hears about it. Hopefully they listen to the show. Yeah, kind of fun. Okay, I'll be back in a moment uh, with words of wisdom. He is starting to quote Star Wars. And, and he does it in character. Like he quoted Luke Skywalker recently when my uh, SUV broke down in the Target parking lot. Oh, no. And it was such a pain in the rear to fix it. And David had to have it towed because, I mean, he's a pretty good mechanic, but he couldn't fix this problem. Not Aww. in the parking lot. So, But later on our way home, we were just so exhausted. It was like 9 o'clock at night and we're on our way home after him crawling around under this SUV in the parking lot and getting his nice business clothes all oily and everything. He still retained the humor enough to turn to me halfway home and say, Uncle Owen, 
this R2 unit has a bad motivator. And I said, uh, hey, what are you trying to push on me? You know, you just earned your geek cred right there. That's by a little quoting bit of Star geek Wars. Cred. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> he just laughed. What would have been really funny is if while he was working on it, you should have been like, would it help if I got out and pushed? <laughs> <laughs> I could have, but at that moment, probably it was not a good idea. Not a good idea. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Yes, you would love the Anomaly Podcast. Very fun stuff. Well, it's time once again for Words of Wisdom on Take Him With You. Today, we're in the book of Jonah, and we will be, for the next four weeks, um, every Take Him With You. So here we go, Jonah chapter 1 from the Message Bible. It's called Running Away from God. One day long ago, God's word came to Jonah, Amittai's son. Up on your feet and on your way to the big city of Nineveh. Preach to them. They're in a bad way, and I can't ignore it any longer. But Jonah got up and went the other direction to Tarshish, running away from God. He went down to the port of Joppa and found a ship headed to Tarshish. He paid the fare and went on board, joining those going to Tarshish, as far away from God as he could get. But God set a huge storm at sea, the waves towering. The ship was about to break into pieces. The sailors were terrified. They called out in desperation to their gods. They threw everything they were carrying overboard to lighten the ship. Meanwhile, Jonah had gone down into the hold of the ship to take a nap. He was sound asleep. The captain came to him and said, What's this? Sleeping? Get up! Pray to your god. Maybe your god will see the trouble you're in and rescue us. The sailors said to one another, Let's get to the bottom of this. Let's draw straws to identify the culprit on the ship who's responsible for this disaster. So they drew straws. Jonah got the short straw. Then they grilled him. Confess. Why this disaster? What is your work? Where do you come from? What country? What family? He told them, I'm a Hebrew. I worship God, the God of heaven who made sea and land. At that, the men were frightened, really frightened, and said, What on earth have you done? As Jonah talked, the sailors realized that he was running away from God. They said to him, What are you going to do with you? to get rid of the storm. By this time, the sea was wild, totally out of control. Jonah said, Throw me overboard into the sea. Then the storm will stop. It's all my fault. I'm the cause of the storm. Get rid of me, and you'll get rid of the storm. But no. The men tried rowing back to shore. They made no headway. The storm only got worse and worse, wild and raging. Then they prayed to God, Oh God, don't let us drown because of this man's life and don't blame us for his death. You are God. Do what you think is best. They took Jonah and threw him overboard. Immediately the sea was quieted down. The sailors were impressed, no longer terrified by the sea, but in awe of God. They worshipped God, offered a sacrifice, and made vows. And then God assigned a huge fish to swallow Jonah. Jonah was in the fish's belly three days and nights. 
there you go. Jonah chapter 1. Kind of interesting when you read it that way, isn't it? We'll be reading the next three chapters uh, in the next three weeks. So I hope you enjoyed Words of Wisdom on Taking With You. Hello there, my name is Med. And this is David Frost. You're not David Frost. All right, I mean, this is Mark. And we are the... Mark... Alright, get on with it. Okay. And we're the presenters of Waffle on Podcast. And we like to talk about crap. TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. Would you say it's crap? Some of it. Really? <laughs> Especially the British stuff. But we were having a podcast about that, so let's move up on that. Unbelievable. You can find us at the http colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com. Do not smile when I say the word colon. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> Those boys are very goofy. They have a brand new episode out. You want to take a listen to it, uh, waffleon.podbean.com. I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, it's very, very fun. British humor. Well, it's just funny stuff, even if you're not British. So, very exciting. Hey, listen, I was just going to very quickly mention that if you would like to help us out with the podcast, we would really appreciate it. Uh, the Moyer household has been doing this for about uh, well, we're on, this is program number twenty-eight, so we've been uh, we've been churning out episodes now for a few months. Uh, let's see, we started in I think uh, February, so we're getting on with uh, what six six months worth of podcasts, and uh, we're having a great time. But we need your help because we can't do this by ourselves. Um, money doesn't materialize by magic. It it. Uh, it helps the podcast go on and pay our bills and so on and so forth. And we really do feel like we're supposed to be encouraging people all over the world every week with our newsletter and with our podcast and our midweek booster. So if you could uh, spare ten dollars, twenty, fifty, a hundred, whatever you feel like you could, uh, send that in. Would you just go to our uh, our website, takehimwithyou.com, click on the donate button and send some in. We're not we're not um, like nonprofit. We are a business. And if, you, if you'd like some business stuff done, if you want a jingle written for you or you want some background music or you just uh, you want a banner ad made or graphics or something that I can do, you can always head on over to MoyerMultimedia.com and uh, you can hire me to do some stuff and you can pay that way if you want. If you want to get more bang for your buck, I guess. Uh, but uh, I also take photographs if you live in the Northwest um, I would love to come and photograph your event or your garden or your kids or your pets or whatever you want. I have a great time doing that as well. Just head on over to either takehimwithyou.com, click on the donate, or sign up for our newsletter, our weekly encouragement that comes out every Monday morning, or head on over to moyermultimedia.com, and you can click on what I charge for different things and email me, and I can work out a deal with you. So very fun. Trying to make money here at the Moyer household so we can pay our mortgage and our groceries. That's about all we owe on, so it's kind of nice. <laughs> so, please, if you get a, a chance to do that, please uh, support Take Him With You. Greetings, guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. After listening to Take Him With You, why don't you tune in to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the web series The Guild. Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending. Also, we'll be updating you on the current season. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2. As well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo! 
Well, I was uh, blessed to be able to have some audio comments this week. Some folks sent some in, so I'm going to play those and talk about them here right now on Take Him With You. First one is from uh, King Link Sr. or Tim. Check it out. Hey, Rick. It's Tim or King Linkser from Treks and Sci-Fi Forums. And I thought I'd send in an audio bit this week since you requested for him. Anyway, what podcast do I listen to? Well, the top three would be Treks and Sci-Fi. Yours, of course. <laughs> and the Extra Life Radio podcast. Those are just great podcasts to listen to. I also listen to Attic of My Mind, The Force Cast, probably the best Star Wars podcast out there, the Knights of the Guild podcast, just to, and then Potted Podcast, Eve Online podcast, started listening to that recently, Waffle On podcast with Mettings and some other dude. <laughs> no, I, I kid, of course. Warp Drive Active, which is another EVE Online podcast. I also watch several podcasts. Uh, I have a video iPod, so I figured why not. Um, They would consist of the Abridged Podcast, the Dilbert Animated Cartoons Podcast, Inside Gaming Podcast, and Machinima.com Podcast. I'm still looking for more regular type podcast to watch but have yet to find anything that really interests me i'm also looking for a more music based podcast but uh haven't found anything that i really like yet so that's my list of podcasts i listen to listen and watch quite a number of them that's for sure um anyway i just wanted to say a few things about your show it's just great podcast i love listening to it and uh it definitely cheers me up when when i need it and that's definitely kudos to you rick i must say your last podcast was quite uh, peculiar to say the least um the whole blues thing just made me laugh and laugh and laugh <laughs> I also want to say yours is a unique podcast and that it's the first one I've actually li- downloaded at the beginning. Most podcasts I listen to, it's kind of when they're halfway through, so I have a lot of catching up to do. And sometimes I don't catch up to them because uh, it's just a lot of them. And it's just a great podcast. And Yeah, so great show keep up the great work and uh hope this audio comment isn't too bad it's the first one i've ever done for any podcast so i will talk to you later rick bye thanks tim that's so nice of you and yeah i appreciate your comments uh yeah i I do that to uh simon all the time oh he doesn't like to be called simon meds from the waffle on thing i kept forgetting who his co-host was so no offense um kel but now I remember who you are. And then, of course, Pete, I think, joins him once in a while, too. So that's kind of fun. But thanks so much for the great comments. And uh, thanks for letting us know what type of uh, a podcast that you listen to. And, uh, yeah, you you are a cool friend. And I, I enjoyed meeting you when you were up this way. And that was kind of fun. Uh, we're on uh, This is podcast number 28 now. Can you believe it? 28 podcasts. Of course, not including all the midweek boosters and the songs and stuff that I have in the feed. So, 
Very fun. Thanks for your comments, Tim. Hope to hear from you again soon, and I appreciate your support. Hey, Rick, it's Jen. Just dropping you a line to say how much I enjoy the show, and I look forward to every episode. And I have a special request for the smooth sounds of Rick Moyer. (laughs) How about a little Stairway to Heaven? I think that's appropriate. (laughs) Talk to you later. Bye. (laughs) Do you know how many times when I was a radio DJ that people asked us to play Freebird and Stairway to Heaven, the most popular songs ever asked for Stairway to Heaven? Gosh, I don't even know if I could get up there in in the in the range <laughs> oh i might do a parody called stairway to kevin and that would be completely different about a guy that lives in an apartment upstairs what do you think okay forgive me i'm just too funny thank you for your comments jen and yes i appreciate you and dave are avid listeners to the program and i appreciate that so much i in turn also listen to the anomaly podcast that you do and Enjoy it very much. You and Angela are awesome. I love your perspective on things, and uh, it really blesses me that you would send in a comment like that. So thank you very, 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 very much. Okay. (laughs) Hey, send an audio comment. I'd love to hear from people. Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. Oh, and if you ever want to let my wife know when she's on the program, if you like it when she's on the program, email her. It's Amy Moyer. At techline.com, T E C H L I N E.com, Amy Moyer at techline.com. Chime once again for food for thought on Take Him With You. life we are going to experiences or experience times when we need to change and change is never a really easy thing for anyone I don't think I mean change can be exhilarating it can be great it can be a catalyst for uh, new and better things or change can also spiral people into depression and hurt and pain so you know change can be good or it can be bad but change happens there's not one of us at all that will ever experience life just smooth and never have any change change is going to happen it just it's it just happens <laughs> i think that uh change is always hard when our attitude isn't very good and i don't know about you but i've had times when my attitude has been really lousy and so change i didn't deal with change very well um, I know that over my lifetime now, I, I would have done my life a whole lot different than it's come out. And I think most of us probably would. I don't know. I mean, I don't regret a lot of things. There's a few things maybe I regret, but not a whole lot. But I do I do look at life and I think, wow, this just didn't turn out the way I thought it would because of change. You never can, you know, there's God's will that happens in people's lives. There's our will that happens. And then there's other people's will that's involved or their wills. And, you know, you can't control other people, and you certainly can't control God. I mean, we try, but that's never really successful. I really believe that God does have a plan for our lives, but we all we don't always do that plan just through circumstances or different things that happen. Uh, and, and life gets a little crazy sometimes, but how we handle change is really important to the quality of our life. You know, I know that when I don't handle change well, the quality of my life goes down. Um, you know, I get depressed, I get angry, I get frustrated. 
Um, I don't see things the right way. I, I see things from a, a wrong perspective when I don't deal with change in a positive way. On the other hand, if my attitude is good and I embrace change and try to look for the good in it, that is when I really become a victor instead of a victim. And I think a lot of us sometimes, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe you don't suffer with this or, or struggle with this, but a lot of times um, we can look at our life as a victim. I mean, we can say, well, we really, those people really hurt us or those people really messed us over and they're all bad and, you know, what did we do? And you can question all these different things. My counselor one time said to me, you know, uh, she said, instead of asking, why me, God, why don't you just say, why not me? I mean, God has made us unique and different, and, and he's given us challenges in our life. Not that he causes bad things to happen, but he certainly allows them. Uh, and I'm, I'm not exactly sure why, other than the fact that we learn through them and we can we can help people through the process. But you can be a victim or you can be a victor. And right now, I just challenge you to think about where you're at in life. Maybe today you feel like you're you are the victor. You're the one, you're getting a, you're above the circumstances and you're going forward and you're not letting people stop you from doing your dreams. Or maybe today you feel like a victim, like everybody messed you over and they the world's out to get you. I don't know, but I know that you. It's never really neutral. You either feel like the victor or the victim. And in, and in, of course, in the area of change, no one really likes change a whole lot. But it's imperative for our growth. It's really important to go through life and to to be able to change uh, and do it with a good attitude. I think that people that change move further in life than those of us that don't change. I I think that a lot of times fear really, I don't know, it, it just paralyzes us. And in the in the book that I'm going to be talking about today, it's called "Who Moved My Cheese," and uh, it's by Spencer Johnson, M.D. And he, there's this one particular uh, part of the, dropping things on the ground. There's these one particular part of the book that uh, talks about what would you do if you weren't afraid, and I think that's a great question to ask every one of us. What would you do if you weren't afraid? If fear, I mean, because fear really holds us back from changing. A uh, fear of change, fear of different circumstances, fear of getting hurt. There's fear of being embarrassed. There's there's so many fears that hold people back from doing what they're supposed to do or making a difference in life. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a person that just lives life and then dies. I want to make a difference in this world. I want to help people. I want to make an impact. I want to I want to help people for the better. I want to help this world for the better. And if that's the case, then I, I really need to not be afraid of change. How about you? Well, there's a price to pay for being comfortable. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to spend the rest of my life just comfortable. Even though I, I like that, it doesn't get me very far. So in, in order for us to go forward in life, we have to be able to embrace change. And I want to talk to you today. I think there's a lot of scripture in the Bible that talks about change and how to deal with change. And I think Jesus really... Um, he really helps us. If, we, if we'll if we read the New Testament, you'll see very, very many um, passages of Scripture where Jesus talks about change, and he does it in a way that uh, really makes you think about things from a different perspective, and that's the whole key, is looking at change through a different perspective. Well, years ago, I had somebody give me a book called Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. Now, it's not a Christian book, but I think it has some Christian principles in it. And I highly recommend it. In fact, I'm going to give away 
uh, the CD copy and the uh, the hardback edition of this book on the podcast today, and I'll let you know how that works uh, so that you could maybe enter to win uh, the either the CD version of it on CD audio or you could win the actual book, Who Moved My Cheese? But I want to talk about the book for a moment. I'm going to play a little excerpt from the audio book just a little snippet of it, and then talk about how it's impacted me and how it's helped me specifically in a situation that I just went through. Because I've read the book a couple of times uh, years ago, hadn't picked it up in a while, and then I remembered about it. I read it again, and in light of the situation that I've just been through, I got some great insight into my own life, and it's just really, really, really good. So... I'm going to play a little excerpt from the book, and then I'll get uh, I'll be right back, and we'll talk about my situation, and then how I'm dealing with change, and how you maybe can deal with change in your life. Here's a little excerpt from "Who Moved My Cheese" by Spencer Johnson, M.D., and we'll be right back after this. Later that same day, Hem and Haw arrived at Cheese Station C. They had not been paying attention to the small changes that had been taking place each day, so they took it for granted their cheese would be there. They were unprepared for what they found. What? No cheese? Ham yelled. He continued yelling, No cheese? No cheese? As though if he shouted loud enough, someone would put it back. Who moved my cheese? He hollered. Finally, he put his hands on his hips, his face turned red, and he screamed at the top of his voice, It's not fair! Haw just shook his head in disbelief. He, too, had counted on finding cheese at Cheese Station C. He stood there for a long time, frozen with shock. He was just not ready for this. Hem was yelling something, but Haw didn't want to hear it. He didn't want to deal with what was facing him, so he just tuned everything out. The little people's behavior was not very attractive or productive, but it was understandable. Finding cheese wasn't easy, and it meant a great deal more to the little people than just having enough of it to eat every day. Finding cheese was the little people's way of getting what they thought they needed to be happy. They had their own ideas of what cheese meant to them, depending on their taste. For some, finding cheese was having material things. For others, it was enjoying good health, or developing a spiritual sense of well-being. For Haw, cheese just meant feeling safe, having a loving family someday and living in a cozy cottage on Cheddar Lane. To him, cheese was becoming a big cheese in charge of others, and owning a big house atop Camembert Hill. Because cheese was important to them, the two little people spent a long time trying to decide what to do. All they could think of was to keep looking around Cheeseless Station C to see if the cheese was really gone. While Sniff and Scurry had quickly moved on, Hem and Haw continued to Hem and Haw. Haw started to get depressed. What would happen if the cheese wasn't there tomorrow? He had made future plans based on this cheese. The little people couldn't believe it. How could this have happened? No one had warned them. 
It wasn't right. It was not the way things were supposed to be. Hammond Hall went home that night hungry and discouraged. But before they left, Hall wrote on the wall, The more important your cheese is to you, the more you want to hold on to it. There you go, a little excerpt from the book Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson, M.D. If you'd like a copy of that book or you'd like the audio CD, I'm going to give away... Um, Give that away right now. If you want to email me at rick at takehimwithyou.com, put in the subject line, who moved my cheese? And the first two people that email me with that in the subject line, who moved my cheese, to rick at takehimwithyou.com, I'll give the audio to the first one, and I'll give the book to the second one. And so just email right in. So if you listen to this uh, program, I'll give that away to you. The book is great. The audio is just the audio of the book. It's great. So, uh... Email me, rick at takehimwithyou.com, and uh, put in the subject line, who moved my cheese. And if you're the first two people to email me, well, then you get that, and I will ship that out to you. Uh, as soon, I just I just ordered them off of eBay, and they'll, they'll be here any moment in the next week or so. So as soon as I get uh, your email and your address, I'll send it off to you, if you are the first or second person to email me. Okay, so you got to listen to a little ex- excerpt of of the Who Moved My Cheese book. I think it's really, really a, a, a nice nice book to really help me understand change in my life. It was it was probably a, a little over a year ago, maybe more than that now. And I was um, pastoring full-time at a church, and I was doing the Sunday morning sermons and leading the board meetings and um, managing a staff and... Uh, doing a you know pastoring work, going to the hospital and visiting people, and so on and so forth, and I was uh, very very busy doing that. My family and I worked very hard at that, and we really really loved um, pastoring and taking care of people. That's just kind of what I was made to do to encourage folks. I did not know, and I did not anticipate change coming. Um, I thought there would be some change, but I thought it would be in a different area. And uh, needless to say. Not everybody, unfortunately, not everybody that goes to church has has pure motives. I don't know if we all, if any of us have perfectly pure motives, but anyway, let's just suffice it to say there's other agendas in the world than, than maybe perhaps the one that we have, you know. And anyway, long story short, um, some people were disgruntled and and uh, kind of came up in arms and and didn't want me to be the pastor there anymore, or didn't want me to be the leader there anymore, and so. Uh, I did not know this was going on, so it kind of blindsided me. And and anyway, from then on, there was a lot of stuff that happened. And eventually, long story short, um, I didn't want to cause, I didn't want any more pain caused in my life. Felt like I was doing a great job at what I was doing and could could lead fine. But uh, long story short, is uh, they asked us to take a break, and when we came back, they they had given or offered us a different position. And it didn't. It didn't feel like we were supposed to do that, so we didn't. We didn't accept it, and I resigned. Well, let's just say that that is a huge change. I'd been working full time for close to uh, well, it was over ten years, and uh, it was very, very difficult for me, and, and uh, it was hard. My attitude. I didn't know how to keep it good uh, because it was so painful to have people that you felt cared and loved. You know you. Uh, kind of turn on you and and say some pretty vicious things. That was very hard for me. Uh, I was naive. I didn't understand. Um, And then, of course, 
you know, I had to grow up and go, okay, wait a second now. Change happens. Now, how you deal with change is really interesting. Now, in the book, they have these characters. They have a couple of mice and a couple of people, little people. And and the mice, uh, they all live in a maze filled with cheese and different st- cheese stations. And so the, what it talks about in the book is there's this one place that they're there, they're there for years, and there's lots of cheese, and cheese can be whatever you're, what's important to you. So to me, you know, the church I was pastoring, the people there were very, very important to me. And anyway, one day they show up at the cheese station, and the cheese is gone. And the mice, they anticipated change, and they, they were always out jogging and running with their tennis shoes on and looking for new things, and they they had a lot less problem with the cheese being gone than the little humans. The little humans, on the other hand, they they were pretty complex, and they really tried to overthink everything that had happened, and they got bitter and upset over the change and just sat there. And while the mice got on their tennis shoes and ran out into the maze looking for new cheese. Now, they didn't automatically find it, but they searched for it. But the humans, the little humans stayed in this place and they just thought, well, the cheese will come back. But the cheese didn't come back. And as you read the story, you'll find out that um, it's just really about how we as human beings handle change. And we can either be like the mice, we can run out into the maze looking for new cheese and not overanalyzing what happened back at the other cheese station. Or we can be like I was at first, um, really overanalyzing and being very upset with the people that moved my cheese. I really felt like I was going to be there forever and retire there and, you know, all these different things. Well, that wasn't the plan. <laughs> and the cheese station had moved and uh, my cheese had dried up. I, I, it wasn't there anymore. So I could either stay and and be upset with everybody else for moving my cheese and overanalyze everything because, you know, we just live in a world where things are not always fair. It, you just have to accept that. Or... I could get on my tennis shoes and start getting out. But see, there's all these fears that come along with change. And you know what they are because you've probably been been through it. Like, I don't know, am I too old now? Do I not have bright enough ideas? What if people don't like me? You know, on and on and on. How am I going to make a living? How am I going to do that? What about my family? There's all these fears that are involved when change occurs. And you know, a lot of times change isn't because we initiate it. A lot of times change happens to us and we either roll with it or we get rolled over by it. So how do you handle change? Do you handle change in an easy way or is it very difficult for you? I think some of the things that um, I really enjoyed from this book, um, there was this one. Well, there's these these several different things that it says, like um, uh, the sometimes they'll stop and they'll write on the wall in this maze. And here's some of the things they wrote. Change happens. They keep moving the cheese. You know, whether you realize it or not, change is going to happen in your life, period. You just might as well face it. Change happens. You can't do anything to stop change from happening. It does happen. And then another thing they wrote on the wall was anticipate change. Get ready for the cheese to move. Now, this is really interesting. What I've found is that the more I broaden my horizons, in other words, the more people I am friends with across the nation and the world, and the more activities I get involved in that really expand my, my uh, I don't know, instead of being narrow thinking, if I can really open up my heart and my mind to other things and be a, a person that learns and explores 
and and connects with people from all around the world, the better I am. Because, see, when you have friends all over the place and when you have good relationships and healthy boundaries, all of a sudden change is a lot easier because you're anticipating. If you realize you are going to change, it's much easier to prepare for it. But if you're set in your ways and say, I'm just here, I'm going to be like this the rest of my life, I ain't budging, well, guess what? You're going to be in a whole world of hurt when change happens. But if you can anticipate change, that is really going to be a lot easier for you. And the way they did it in the book is the mice always had their um, their sneakers or their, their uh, running shoes either um, tied together on the shoelaces around their neck or close to where they could get them. The little humans, on the other hand, had stored their shoes away because they didn't think they'd ever need them again. And so they kind of made that parallel of, you know, have your running shoes ready to go looking for things. If things change, you can go out and you can look around. But I think even more anticipating changes to always have your 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 hands in or your irons in other fires as well. So that, in other words, don't put all your eggs in one basket. You never know when change is coming. And I think in our country right now, at least in the United States of America and maybe all around the world, um, you know, you can't rely on maybe your job to be your own, your sole source of income. You you have to start looking and saying, what happens if this happens? Not that you need to be doom and gloom, but it's just important to anticipate change. Prepare for it by keeping your irons in some more fires than just one or some eggs in other baskets. Okay, enough of that. There's another good one that they put in here called Monitor Change. Smell the cheese often so you know when it's getting old. Sometimes we can just set be set in our ways so much that, you know, the, uh, they describe it in the book a little bit about a guy that um, had a, a chain of stores that didn't modernize. And in came these big department stores, and they were all modern and everything, and they just took away all their business because this, these little guys did not anticipate change. They stayed in their ways. They didn't modernize, and as a result, they were forced to change. And if they would have smelled their cheese and went, you know, this is getting kind of moldy. We need to update this. Well, they probably would have survived and, and probably would have had a better plan in place so that they would have changed for the better and not for the worse. So it's important to look around and say, what am I doing in my life? And, and is does it smell? Is it rotting? Maybe I need to start you know, learning some more things. For some of us, maybe it means going back to school and learning some new things. You know, there's lots of great online opportunities for schooling now. Maybe it means we need to learn a trade, or we need to learn this, or we need to learn that, or we need to, to uh, put our, our feelers out for this or that. See, it's just important to monitor what our cheese is doing. And, you know, are we basing everything on this one particular thing, or are, are we looking a little bit bigger than that? And then the next thing that they wrote was adapt to change quickly. Adapt to change quickly. The quicker you let go of the old cheese, the sooner you can enjoy the new cheese. Now, here's where I really struggled. See, because I had pastored for many, many years. I did a sermon every single week, sometimes two. I had done Bible studies. I had done youth events. I had done big events. I'd done worship in you know, playing my guitar. And I was very used to it. I really liked it. And it was very hard when I didn't have that anymore because I really felt like that was what I was supposed to do. When I didn't have it anymore, it's very hard to let go of it, even though it's not there anymore, even though the cheese isn't there. It's hard to let go of it. Until I completely let go of all that, I can't do the, a good podcast. Does that make sense? In other words, how could I make this podcast good if I'm holding on to the, to the old? You know, I've got to be able to go on to the new cheese, and that's what I've done. That's what I've tried to do is just 
put that behind me and say, you know, that was a great time in my life, but it's over now. I'm letting go of that old cheese, and now I'm searching for new cheese. Part of that cheese is doing this podcast, and part of it will be some other cool things that God has in store for me. What, what about you? Are you still holding on to that old job that you had, and you're mad at them because you got fired or because you got laid off? Are you still holding on to that old relationship you had, and you haven't let go? Because you know what? You won't find a good—you'll re- carry your baggage right into the new relationship that you do find, and you probably won't find a new relationship if you're stuck in the old one. Does that make sense? So, you know, let go of the old so that you can grab a hold of the new. That's a very biblical principle, and you'll find that all through the Bible. Here's the other one. This is great. Change. (laughs) Move with the cheese. Look at if your cheese has dried up, you need to get out in the maze and start looking for new cheese. As they put it in the book, it's maze time. In other words, it's time to get out there and start looking for something that you can be involved in that will be healthy for you, that will be nourishing to you and me. Interesting stuff, huh? How about this one? Enjoy change. Now, I know some people that are whiners and some people that are winners, and there's there's really not a whole lot of difference between the two other than an attitude. And I really love what this book really helped me in this. It said, enjoy change, savor the adventure, and enjoy the taste of new cheese. Listen, you know what? If you just go through life monotonous, getting up in the morning, doing, going to your job, coming home, watching TV, eating, going to bed, blah, 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 blah. What is that? Who wants to live a normal life? Really? Why not be adventurous? Why not, if, you, if you've gone through some tough times, if, you've, if, if it's been rough, if you have to change, why not embrace that, savor the adventure of change by enjoying the different things that you get to do? I mean, you know, if somebody gets laid off, and it's really tough for him. Uh, my friend, um, I love it that my friend Rico, uh, he got laid off. I don't love that he got laid off from his job, but you know what he's done? He is, he's really done this well. He's savoring the adventure of uh, making websites with his resume on it, helping other people get their re- resume out there, doing websites, doing all these other things. And he's savoring the adventure of looking for a new cheese, a new job. And I think it's really cool the way he's done it because he's enjoying the adventure. Now, all of us are going to go through up and down times through that adventure. I'm not saying that I have great days every day because some, you know what? Some days I have an emotional day and it's like, I really miss my cheese. And then other days I don't miss it at all. I don't understand how that works or why that works, but I just think it's part of the human condition. So don't be, don't be discouraged if you have a day or two that you're really emotional and you, you miss the old way of things. You know, enjoy those moments, but move on. Try to get a healthy, talk it out with a friend or, you know, go to God in prayer and say, God, help me through this because I really need help getting through today because I'm really sad about this or that. Identify your feelings, get them out in the open, and then move forward. I guarantee in the next couple of days, your attitude will change and you'll be okay. And then you can go out there and search for new cheese. And when you find the new cheese, enjoy it. Enjoy the new cheese. Don't let it, don't, don't, you know, all of us have friends that go, remember the good old days. You remember Napoleon Dynamite? Do you remember that silly movie and, and Kip and, and Napoleon? No, no, it was Uncle Rico and and Napoleon are sitting at the at the uh, fast food place and they're eating, and and Uncle Rico goes, "Don't you wish you could just go back, you know, and do it all again, you know?" And and all of us know people like that, and maybe you have been like that, or maybe I've been like that. Sure, I have. And you think about the rehearse the good old days, 
you know, you just can't go back. I remember I used to think that some of my friends were just crazy because we they we would graduate from high school and then they would go back for all these events at the high school and I I never did that. And the reason I didn't do it is because I I can't relive the olden days. I can't relive the golden days. You just can't do it. You got to make today count and the future count. So it's so important not to 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 try and dig up the past and try to relive that. You just can't do it. And it's not really appropriate to do it. And people that do that, they live pretty miserable lives because they can never recapture that. You know what? We have a great future ahead of us, and we need to apply ourselves to that. You know, concentrate on what's ahead. Today and what's ahead, that's important. And that'll help you out of that stuff. Just You don't have to go back. You can enjoy the memories that you had once in a while. And that's why I believe that the rearview mirror is smaller than the windshield in our car. I think the windshield is big for a reason because you're traveling forward. The rearview mirror is there to look back once in a while and make sure everything's okay and to, to take a check of where you've been. But you can't drive by the rearview mirror. you gotta, you got to drive with the windshield. And that's very biblical as well because the Bible says, you know, um, forgetting those things that I that are lie behind me and pressing forward to the goal that I have in Christ Jesus. That, that's that's a, a biblical principle, and it's important. The last thing that they've written here in the book that I thought was really interesting was be ready to change quickly and enjoy it again and again. And they said they keep moving the cheese, and it's true. No matter what you do in life, it's always going to change. There's never going to be a time when change doesn't happen, so you just might as well accept it. And and me too, because change happens. How you deal with change, though, is really up to you. Nobody else can deal with change for us. We're the only ones that can. It's our responsibility. So it means that our attitude is what needs to be helped. We need to change our attitude. Well, I hope you've enjoyed um, talking all about ch-ch-ch changes. I know it's, you know... A lot of information, and I just hope that you will get a hold of the book, Who Moved My Cheese. It's really, really good. Of course, I recommend reading the Bible. I think that's really good, too. I mean, we talked about Jonah uh, in the words of wisdom, and we'll be talking about him here in the next few weeks and how he ran from God and wouldn't do, he wouldn't change like God told him to change, and as a result of it, he got in some pretty rough stuff. Eventually, he did change, and we'll, we'll see what happened. Uh, but then he has a bad attitude about it, and it doesn't end well for him. So that's very, very interesting. So it's very, very biblical, and I, I think you'd really enjoy the book, Who Moved My Cheese. It's by Spencer Johnson. I'll have um, links to it on my notes at TakeHimWithYou.com, and you can go over there and click on that and get right into it and uh, order the book or something like that. Um, bottom line, four things that I wrote down. Change isn't easy. It requires us to anticipate, focus, and keep a good attitude. So I said be open to change. Get get a support group. Get people around you that support you in your change. Read some information on change. Read your Bible. Um, read Who Moved My Cheese. And then embrace change and the benefits from it. Change isn't our enemy. Change is actually our friend. Because change helps us to be a better person. Especially if we embrace it. Yeah. I've got a great song that I want to play for you. It's by a friend of mine named Rusty West. I remember Rusty when he was not serving God. He was he was just a crazy guy, just a wild, crazy man. And God got a hold of his life, and he embraced change. And now, not only is he amazing, he's a very, very talented musician, has been even before he knew God. Um, 
but now he's leading youth and he is doing concerts and he's going all over the place doing cool stuff. He's a really good friend of mine and I really, really love his stuff. He's on tour right now. And uh, this is from his CD uh, called Hung Out to Dry. And I wanted to play the title track of it because I really like this song. And it's all about change. Uh, some of the words on it, if I was a little bit stronger, would I make it through all right? If I was a little bit weaker, would I be hung out to dry? If I was a little more understanding, could you finally get through to me? If life was a little more rewarding, would it put an end to my complaining? Because all I've known has been lost. I've been running in circles so long. I'm falling to my knees. I can no longer hold tight to the clothesline. I've been hung out to dry. And it's it's just really, really good. I think you'll enjoy this song. And I'll be back uh, at the end to um, tell you about next week. Don't forget to email me, rick at takehimwithyou.com. Write who moved my cheese in the subject line. And the first two people to email me will get, an, the first one will be an audio copy of Who Moved My Cheese and the second an actual book of it. So uh, take a listen to Rusty West. This is called Hung Out to Dry. If I was a little bit stronger, would I make it through all right? If I was a little bit weaker, would I be hung out to dry? If I was a little more understanding, could you finally get through to me? If life was a little more rewarding, would it put an end to my complaining? Cause all I've known has been lost. I've been running in circles so long. I'm falling to my knees. I can no longer hold tight to the clothes that I've been hung out to dry. And I'm falling to my knees. I can no longer hold tight to the clothes that I've been. If I was a little bit tougher, would I make it through all right? What if I was a little less careful, would I just be hung out to try? If I was a little more Catch me when I fall If I was a little less loyal Would you let me drop the ball Cause all I've known Has been lost I've been running in circles so long I'm falling to my knees I can no longer hold tight To the clothes I can no longer hold 
tight to the close line I've been hung out to dry and I'm falling to my knees I can no longer hold tight to the close line I've been hung out to dry and I'm falling to my knees I can no longer hold tight to the close line to try and I'm falling to my knees I can no longer hold tight to the close line I've been hung out to try Father, I pray for every single person listening. I pray for all of us, Lord, that you would help us to embrace change. I know, Lord, that change is not easy, never has been. But, Lord, with you, change can be so good for us. Would you help us to deal with all the aspects of change in our life? We want to be men and women that would be able to roll with the punches and come out on the other side smelling good, looking good, feeling good because of you. And we sh- we certainly appreciate the help that you give us, God. We hold on to you. We know we're not hung out to dry. Uh, God, we're safe with you, and you have us in your hands, and we appreciate that. So help us deal and embrace change. And uh, I pray, Lord, for anybody listening that doesn't know you, that they would uh, receive you today in their heart. It's so easy just to say, God, I need you. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for me and rose again, and I need you in my life. Boy, that's just such a cool thing. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. We appreciate you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining me for taking with you this week. I, I hope you got something out of ch-ch-ch-changes. Definitely a, a good subject. And I hope that you will check out Who Moved My Cheese. If you want to know more about the Rusty West project that you've just listened to, you can visit them at rustywest.com. That's rustywest.com. You can order the CD and uh, email him. He's got, like, you can listen to his music on a MySpace page and a bunch of other stuff. He's great. So you'll really enjoy Rusty West. He's awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next week, I am going to do a, start a brand new series called Losing My Religion. <laughs> yep. Uh, we're going to talk about the difference between religion and relationship. I've talked a little bit about it before on the program. But what I'm going to do is something kind of unique. I did a sermon, oh, probably a year and a half ago or so, where I talked about don't don't be religious. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you some excerpts, 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 excerpts. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm going to play you a few sound bites, or maybe even just kind of cut that sermon into like two or three things and then play it. Um, kind of get, get hear a little bit different communication style that I do, but uh, was with a crowd of people, so you'll hear some interaction with the crowd and stuff. But I think you might really enjoy hearing my perspective on that and what the Bible has to say about the difference between religion and relationship. And I think it might it probably would help any person that wanted to listen and kind of get to know God a little bit more. So it should be kind of fun. Plus, I've got a new song I'm working on that I'll probably be playing for you shortly. I think you'll enjoy that and a bunch of other things that we can talk about in the next Okay, great. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, Remember to uh, always take him with you. It's so important to take God wherever you go. 
And of course, of course, you can download this podcast and take it wherever you go too, which is kind of fun. Double meaning, take him with you. So there you go. Uh, take him with you is a production of MoyerMultimedia.com. Uh, you can visit us at MoyerMultimedia.com find out more all about the Moyer family and the business that I do. So bless you. Have a great day. We'll see you next week on Take Him With You. Be a different man